Good morning, good afternoon, or good night, depending on when you're tuning in. This is One Man's Monologue, Episode 4, and happy to have you back. All right, everyone, hope you've had an incredible week. This is once again Sunday, and I promised you guys last week that I would talk about my bodybuilding days, and this will be majority of today's episode, talking about my bodybuilding days, and at the end, we have a bit of an update on all that situation. It's juicy, so you'd want to stay and tune in. Something happened this week, you know, terrible. But hey, <laughs> let's continue. All right, so back in my bodybuilding days, we're just going to jump right into it. I started... I started working out when I was, I'd say, my freshman year summer, or basically going into sophomore year of high school. And it was just me going into the weight room, just throwing around some things, benching and all that. And in that year, I put on significant amounts of muscle. Not nothing like no Steve Rogers, but <laughs> it was good enough. And I was like, you know what, this feels good. I like the way I'm looking. People is like, hey, Alec, man, you you beefed up when I got back to school. And I was just like, let's ride this boat. Let's ride this wave. You know what I mean? And so I kept training, training. When I think I was 13 when I started. And, you know, and during that time in high school, I was playing basketball, trying to make it to college. I got to be black man does in a high school years. Who is also 6'3 at 13 years old. And yeah. And then around what I believe 15, 16, 17, I don't know. I think it was 15 or 16. I quit basketball, quit track, and I just went straight for bodybuilding. I dived my whole life into it. Man, when I say my whole life, it was crazy. There was a bit of a learning curve the first four years. But once I really, I think. 17 is when I really hit that curve where I started seeing incredible gains. Um, man, I'd say 2021 around September, August was insane. The end of August and all of September, I was putting up some crazy numbers. I was, I am right now 6'4", 6'4", 6'5", I don't really know. And I was at my heaviest 265 pounds. And that was pure steel and sex appeal. I'm telling y'all. Not to toot my own horn, but yeah, that was me. Um, and it was great. I was squatting like 455 pounds for reps, five reps at the max. I was deadlifting five plates for seven. Boom, 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 boom. You know what I mean? Um, I was benching three plates, easy money for three sets and I was just y'all saw me put six foot <laughs> uh, but yeah it was fun but the thing is to get there was looking at it now like how did I do that so yeah 
And another thing, I did not season any of my food. Because in my warped mind, whatever was going on in there, I felt as if if I season my food, it tastes good. And if it tastes good, it takes me longer to eat. And having two to two and a half hours in between each meal, plus three to four hours in the gym, plus six meals, you don't really have time to take your time. So I did that every single day. And then on days that I had off, I had a cheat meal. And I did a two, two days on, two day, one day off, two days on, one day off. And the days I had off, I had my second and my fifth. So with that, I'd make sure that I had my regular meal one, three, four, and six. Yeah, and six. But for meal two, I'd go to Wendy's, get like two triple burgers with two sets of fries and a large soda, and I'd woof that down. And on my fifth meal, I'd have like, I don't even know, like a large pizza, something like that. And I'd have those same meals, eat all of that. So, yeah. Um... I remember one time, man, before I used to work out six days a week and I was doing all right. And I would have like one cheat, meal, one cheat meal per week and I would go crazy. I'd have a large pizza. Listen, 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 listen to this. I'd have a large pizza, a Big Mac, a double quarter pounder, a large fry and a honey bun and a large soda. I'd gone, gone. Give me 25 minutes gone (laughs) I was a big boy big boy big appetite and so and after that I have a meal like two two hours after so big boy and so I loved it my day was regiment I I didn't have a job during that time so I don't know how I was affording that but eh it happened I did it so my days for since I was what 13 14 my days were gym work grocery store and home that was the only places I went to for what was it like six seven years straight and man I was in my own bubble I was so nothing could have steered me away (laughs) from training. I remember sometimes my pops and my moms would be like, hey, Alex, we need you to help move this. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't do that. I got to eat. Or, oh, no, I can't do that. I got to get to the gym. And more often than not, they get mad. I remember every time I had a cheat meal, my moms get mad for some reason. I don't know what it was. (laughs) But, uh, yeah. And seeing myself transform seeing the muscle come in it just felt like this is what I was meant to do the only thing I was good at was bodybuilding I was like I'm gonna take this all the way and so I did a bodybuilding show from May 2000 no from I think March March 30th, no, April 1st. Yeah, April 1st, I'll say that. Ah, March 30th. 
March 30th, 2021 to July 17th of 2021, I did a competition, 16 weeks. It was hell, hell. Mind you, I am the most, at that point, I was the most disciplined person. In the morning, I knew I didn't want to go to the gym. I knew I didn't want to eat my meals. But it wasn't a if for me. It was a when. That's like, okay, I got legs today. Okay. And I've never said, never did I ever say, let's just skip today. Just because I'm not feeling it. Never. In those six, seven years, never. Never did I skip a meal on purpose. Sometimes, you know, left this, left that. But I'd say I was... 85% 85% on. I was the most disciplined individual. If I didn't want to do it, I did it harder. And man. But that right there. I co- I got with a coach. He was able to take me to the next level. My body was just, oh. So, nine weeks. Seven weeks in. We was nine weeks out from our show. We were our skin was as thin as paper veins muscles everywhere you know how it is and every single day I was tired I remember I would go to the gym first thing in the morning without eating anything I do an hour of cardio and then I go train my booty and my hamstrings that's behind that's your thighs basically I do that my booty hamstrings and hour cardio and then i go home and on the way home eat my first meal when i get home cook my second cook my third cook my fourth cook my fifth and then eat my second take a nap wake up eat my third rest for a bit two hours later eat my fourth and then back to the gym and this time we did whatever let's say it was back we did a whole back biceps whatever it may be and we had another set of an hour cardio and we went home and on the way home we ate a fifth meal then before we went to bed we had a sixth i did that six days a week and on sundays only days that we had i had off from the gym i still had that morning hour of cardio so i was doing what like two hours of cardio per day six days a week 12 hours so i was doing 13 hours of cardio per week damn just thinking about that and that took a toll on my mind because not only did i have to do that but i was eating such minimal amounts of food that i was tired i remember i got done with my cardio and i went to walmart i was I could, how do I even explain this? (laughs) How do I even explain this? Um, It felt like if you would have tied a hundred pound weights to my legs, that's how it felt. And man, and then, hey, everyone has their limits, right? Seven weeks in, nine weeks out. We had our first cheat meal. Well, I think our third. It was sushi. And then I ate everything in the pantry. (laughs) 
woke up the next morning, I was like, eh, let's eat some more. And then we went on this tangent, and all of a sudden, I'm going weeks eating whatever I want. Let's say two to three weeks, and I couldn't snap back into my discipline mentality. And then show day came. I stood up on that stage. I knew I wasn't ready. I knew I wasn't close. But I felt confident. My family was there. They've seen my entire journey. This whole 16 weeks, I went up there. I did my thing. And I said, hey. I told my sister, hey, what y'all think? And he was like, you was great. I was like, send me some pictures. The minute I saw myself up there, my heart sank. I looked like I did not belong. Bodybuilding was my world, and I was sitting there backstage thinking, maybe I could become a personal trainer. Maybe I could just not do bodybuilding anymore. And then time for placings. And I'm paraphrasing here, summarizing my entire experience. I did two classes, the big guys and the more aesthetic guys. For layman terms. Big guys, there were only three of us. If there was a fourth place, I would have got fourth, but I got third. For aesthetic guys, there were five of us. There was a sixth place, I would have got sixth, but I got fifth. So dead last in both. And my parents, my family were so supportive, but I felt so devastated. It took me a whole month to get back to going in the gym after that. And then I went back. And then, gonna be transparent here, I got on the steroids, yeah. As every young man does. And from September, I believe 20th, no, August 20th, all the way through September, blew up. Just muscles everywhere, you know how it is, coupled with that drive and that discipline, everything. I was doing great until I noticed that I I used to do six days a week in the gym. And then after the show, I switched it up to two week, two days, one day off, two days, one day off, two days, one day, stuff like that. And I noticed I'd go one day in the gym and then my, I would go to bed so tired, so fatigued. I remember go, going into the gym, coming home and just lying on the bed doing nothing because I was my arms were so tired and I was like what is going on so I try to fight it maybe I'll go one day on one day off one day on one day same thing so I said what's going on so I just went to the doctors real quick and they said your body is severely hydrated even though I'm drinking what two gallons per day or a gallon and a half per day of water no I believe it was two no maybe it was a gallon and a half yeah and they said, and they said, hey, I'm going to look over your blood work, all that. I'm going to give you a call tomorrow. Well, I'm going to let you know tomorrow how everything is going. Okay. So I'm sitting there after the hospital and I get a call. I'm sitting on the couch with my sisters and she's like, hey, um, go to the emergency. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. So I have my sisters drive me there. They took a, take a look at me and they say, oh, this dude is severely hydrated they start pumping me with saline whatever type of liquid it may have been and then from that point on i did go back to bodybuilding but not but i did eventually stop the steroids and then i went back same thing 
at some point steroids give you depression and crazy headaches so i dialed all that back and then i met my girl and she just coming from a guy who only went to like what three to four places in his entire life in his for years not entire life but years only went three to four places she just opened up a world and i guess i leaned on her for that but yeah that's my bodybuilding experience in later episodes we're gonna nitpick certain scenarios because i just ran through it but because i don't want to make this too long but yeah just want to let y'all know what my bodybuilding experience is now i'm sitting at right now i'm still obviously six four six five and i'm like what two twenty seven two thirty so i have yeah i've lost a, a bit of muscle a bit of weight but i feel healthier no longer and during that time i was pre-diabetic i wonder why all them damn burgers and pizza but <laughs> yeah i'm not pre-diabetic anymore no signs of that but yeah so that's basically my um bodybuilding world like i mentioned we'll nitpick certain scenarios later down the line if you guys want to hear that like the show how that went um the prep how that went what life day-to-day life was like all that but now i want to get into like i mentioned what happened and i know that this episode has been light-hearted so far but this is where it takes a bit of a dip so as we as the trend or theme of this show has been going i'm going through that breakup it's been three weeks now and this monday i believe may if if today's may 7th if today is May 7th, give me a minute. I'm trying to do some inside math. If today is May 7th. Okay. Monday, May 1st. I just got back. I, May 1st. I just got back in the gym after. Man, so many months. And 10 a.m. 10 p.m. actually. I'm just chilling. I'm like, okay, life's going good. She calls me my ex and she calls me crying she calls me because she moved back to Arizona and Arizona is giving her a terrible time she she's back at her old job but she says that they have inside jokes that she doesn't, she's not in on, and it's fifteen dollars an hour. She's going from twenty dollars here to fifteen over there, so I understand that. She's always had a hard time with her family. So before I even go through this list, she calls me crying, and you know what? As much as I was trying to move on, I am trying to move on. If I'm gonna be honest, it felt so good her calling me for something other than damn bills so I could have said why didn't you say why didn't you call me earlier why you want I could have done all that but you know what she ain't got nobody else let me at least so I said so I said hey 
I'm here to listen. Go ahead and take your time. So yeah, the job, she's having an incredibly hard time because she went back with her family, her family, she has a hard time with her family. Her brother said, hey, get over it, which is nothing you need to be hearing. She can't cook because they're always asking, those aren't her pots, pans, whatever. She can't talk to her best friend because her best friend is always busy. She can't paint, she can't listen to music because she's depressed. She feels miserable, she feels trapped. Um, and the thing about that is, I told her, I said I listen, and after everything, she even tried dating. Why would she, I thought to myself, why would she tell me about her dating life if we're done? That's not going good for her either. And I offered my advice. When she was done, when I heard everything, I offered my advice. And I told her, I told her that it's, it's hard. I know it is. But you're strong. I know you. You're a strong individual. I'm going through the same thing. And this is where, this is where I, I try to come, I, I didn't try. I, I compared my life right now to hers because I'm going through the same thing. I left my job. She left me. I left my apartment. So I'm basically starting over. And when I tried to rationalize with her, try to find the common ground, try to What's the word I'm looking for? Comfort, comfort her, knowing that I'm suffering with her or in the same boat. She said, she said, what makes you think that you could compare your situation to mine to think that you could even do that? When I, and then she said, why did I call you? Why did I even call you to compare your life to hers as if and she said because hers is much worse and I said okay whatever and she went on a rant she started crying she started cussing and saying and the one thing that really stuck with me really hurt she said do you think I wanted to leave the person that I love the most and I said, that's what I wanted to hear. And then after that, she said, I hate you. I hate that you brought me here. I hate what you did to me. I hate you. And that hurt. So... I said, hey, you got every right, but I don't hate you. I still got love for you. And hey, if you need someone to talk to, I'm always here. I'm not going anywhere. And then she said, I will give you a call back. The whole night went through, never received a call back. She called me in the morning. I'm thinking, okay, because I thought she always told me if she went back, she'd 
informed self-harm by that. So I'm worrying, but I know don't call her. But morning comes, I'm thinking she's going to say, hey, I'm sorry. No, she calls me because a bill is due. And she says, hey, um, pay this. And I'm thinking, I'm like, the fuck? And I ask her, whatever, okay. How are you doing, though? She simply says, I'm alive, then hangs up. And at that point, I'm like, okay. So she's always been hard-headed. So I call her back. And I say, hey, I'm here for you. And all she said was, bye, Alex, then hung up again. So that was tough. But that comes the end of our episode. This week has been very good. I've been getting back into basketball, getting back in the gym. And I can't wait to see what next week will bring. But this is getting pretty long. Got 30 seconds left. So, (laughs) Hope you guys had an incredible Sunday, incredible week. And this is Alex. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll see y'all next week. And this was One Man's Monologue.